Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. podcast episode number 255 and i'm your first host marcello and i'm host number two d host number three dr Corey petty what's up everybody what's up not much man i'm out here like cello trying to avoid the internet because avengers is out and i know i'm not going to see it for at least a week or two so i'm really sad about not being able to see it but i'm excited at the same time it's one it's like it's a good feeling. So am I going to have to wait like uh, like I'll 17. probably I probably won't watch it for like months and months. And so oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, soon you're, you're going to spoil gonna... it for me like last time. You're not going to watch it till 2023. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be like, what? What crazy? No, I'm not going to spoil anything because I don't even know any spoilers. Uh, but I've been avoiding it. Yeah. So PSA, uh, I think yeah. this week we're just start start the show. But, and I want to start it off with basically this uh, malware that was replacing desktop applications for Ledger with a malicious one that would mm-hmm. ask you to re-enter your 24-word recovery phrase after a fake update, um, which basically just stole your stole your private keys, all your private keys for your Ledger. Mm-hmm. So if for some reason you feel like your Ledger software updates and asks you to re-enter your 24-word security phrase, don't do it. And go to Ledger, uh, the Ledger website to figure out how to how to mitigate or how to get your your right proper uh, Ledger software back on your back on your computer so you can act, have access to your keys. It's just I don't know it's one of those things that people are getting more and more creative with how they fish. Uh, well, phishing seems not, to be not the main that, way but... in which you can steal people's money in the space. It's just get them to get them to, to somehow give you their their seed phrase and you have everything. Because the, the ledger is secure, but you're you're putting your ledger into your computer, and the computer is always going to be the unsafe side of that connection. And Wait, that's it's not it's can't. not the physical connection that's that's insecure. Like the, the private keys are still on your ledger. It's like it's not it's not that's this weird thing about um, security and crypto is what we do is we have like the way we've we've done things is we have these these twelve or twenty four word seed phrases. This is the initial entropy. That you, you that 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 hardware devices will use to generate all of the keys that you use that never then never leave that device. They tell you to back that up, store it in a safe place, put it in, put it offline, not on your phone, like in a and like on a piece of paper, stored in some vault or or safe in your house, right? So mm-hmm. we we tell you that because if someone gets a hold of that twelve word seed phrase, it it mitigates any security you have on a physical device. It is everything. It is your entire, all of your keys and your entire account. And so 
like the way that people try and do things. And so every single time that you enter that, you copy and paste it, you store it somewhere digitally, uh, you move it to a new device, you're, you're opening up a possibility for all of your keys to get stolen. That's why like when you get a ledger, you should only write it down once and hopefully never use it again. Just store it somewhere yep. in case you lose your ledger or your ledger dies or something. And so like, yep. What's happening is that people are finding new creative ways to get you to open up your safe or wherever you store that 24-word seed phrase and re-enter it somewhere and expose all of your keys to them because that's like the pre-entry point to any security guarantees you have. And that's the best way to steal money. Where we are in 2019 is always like, oh, hey, this company will never ask you for your password. I mean, you still see that prompt. Now, does Ledger yeah. do that? Like, Ledger will never ask you for your C phrase. They should bang people over the head with that message. Yeah. The but problem is, though, is that consumers have gotten conditioned over many, 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 many years to have no responsibility, attack, no role associated with remembering their passcodes. Yeah. like I, That's actually, for instance, I think I discussed this in one of the previous episodes. It's like, my mom being the worst case scenario for a crypto adopter. I tried mm-hmm. to on ramp her. She was just like, I want to buy some status because I work for status. So you'd like to have some tokens that for the, for the company I work for. And I was like, all right, cool. Download status and we'll get you an account there because you can buy uh, ERC 20 tokens within the app itself. And it's relatively easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I was walking through her things and then she's like, Oh, I already have a status account. Um, I don't remember my password. Where's the, where's the forgot password button? I was like, oh, mm. shit, mm. there isn't one that doesn't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like because people have been conditioned into always having a way to just the company or application that they use, give them a new password. They assume the same thing for this technology, which is like the one of the worst assumptions you can make. But like mm-hmm. that's our fault, right? I mean, it's it's partially our fault because we're not being loud enough about the fact that like don't lose this password. We can't give you a new one and you can't recover it because we don't store it. Because best practices is you don't store people's passwords. Most of the password leaks from like all of the data breaches that have happened over the past couple of years are not clear text passwords. They're hashed passwords. So it's like email addresses and a hashed password. So then how do they get the password? Do they plug it into some well-known um algorithm and then it, then it spits out the text is that what's happening yeah, they brute force them so they have basically these these, oh, these okay. big almost like a almost like a gpu miner it's a computer filled with a bunch of gpus that is brute forcing them based on a bunch of different rule sets so like it's not just like you know zero 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 didn't work zero 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 one didn't work yeah, they're not doing upon, that they're doing yeah, it upon yeah. a bunch of rules which makes it incredibly more efficient right so it's like yeah, if the first out. two letters are numbers yeah. and, the, and the last two letters are the exclamation point and it's all alphabets then i can test all those really quickly and, yeah. and so like that's what they do they just basically have these massive databases of hashed passwords and every time they get one they store it into a different database that says this hashed password equals this clear text and so when a new data dump leaks, they look for those things. And then they go try and compromise those those uh those accounts. Yep. And mm. so that's that's the reason why we say use good passwords, is because the password you're probably using is already in some database that people have access to. Yeah. 
so. of like your pass, like the hash password equals this, your account's compromised. Like it's it's different in crypto. It's not about like a private key is the point at which there is no security. There's no security associated with a private key or a, or a 12 word seed. So did your mom like that? She was like, this is not nah, it's too hard. I can't buy status. Did she give up? Well, she says she just says I'm old and I don't I don't I don't I don't into it these things as well as I used to. I was like, well, yeah, partially that and partially we're not doing a good job of explaining it because it is different. Yeah, but that's the that's that to me boils back to the fact that it's different, but it's not different enough. You know what I mean? It's still a password, right? But it's, I yeah, think- it's not a big enough leap in people's heads how different it is. And people yeah. try to, and the thing about humanity that's awesome that we do better than any other animal is we put things in buckets and we pattern things and we create these abstractions to make all shit awesome. But if something is not different enough, we're never going to create a new bucket and create a new process for it. We're just going to try to bucket it into shit we already do to make our lives easier. I think that word you're talking and about is archetype. Archetype is, is that would be a beautiful word for it. Yeah. It'd be a beautiful word for it. But that's what we do. And it's like, oh, here's a digital money. This is kind of like uh this is this is kind of like my bank. I'm gonna treat it like a bank then. I'm gonna treat it like my bank account. And that's just that we bucket in there. And it's not, it's just not, we're not going bending over backwards to make it easy and uniquely, a uniquely different experience. That's also easy. I think what a lot of people are doing now, because of what you just mentioned, it's not different enough. And so people do the same things since they bucket it into like what they're used to, they'll use the same behaviors to work with it. Um, a lot of the work being done, at least in like, um, users, user security, and making sure they don't fuck things up is to try and find ways in which 12 word seeds aren't even a thing anymore. Like, like the human never actually sees it anymore. And like when you transfer from one wallet to another, you don't re-enter your 12 word seed. Like say for instance, um, I want to use, I, I create an account on MetaMask, right? Uh, MetaMask is a browser extension that allows you to, that injects web three into your browser. So it turns a regular browser into a web three browser. So you can interact with like Ethereum applications and things like that. For those that don't know, right? It turns a regular browser into a blockchain browser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you, and what it does is it handles all your keys. So it, it initially upon setup, you get your 12 word seed, right? Well, mm-hmm. you, can, you can get your 12 word seed out of it. Uh, and I want to take that wallet and I want to use it somewhere else. I want to take it out of MetaMask and then use it in, well, I'll say status because I work for status. Why not? And so I would create a new account or import an account by entering my 12-word seed there. Now, an important part about that is that, one, I didn't remove it from MetaMask. I, I duplicated it onto status. So that account lives in both places simultaneously. When mm-hmm. I make a transaction on one, I simultaneously make a transaction on both. The private keys associated with that 12-word seed live on both of those applications. So um, now when I took my 12-word seed from MetaMask and put it into status, I mitigated any security practices. Like say, for instance, uh, status was less secure than MetaMask. That's that's a hypothetical. It's not. But, uh, <laughs> but like I... By entering, by, by taking my 12 word seed and putting it into a new application, 
if something was more secure in the previous one, I've thrown it away. So like mm -hmm. the security of my 12 word seed is uh, at the level of my least secure application. In fact, it's even worse the more you spread it out because there's more tax services. So if something gets introduced and there's a bug in one of the things, all of the things are compromised. But like mm. what they're doing with things like Wallet Connect and uh, other other projects in the space are making it so that I can just port the entire thing to a different application without ever touching my 12-word seed. It gets it like it's it's connected to both applications connect to each other and they send encrypted messages to each other until basically the the whole account is ported appropriately. So that way, like people don't ever have to touch those things. That 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 point at which I'm taking the most valuable thing that I need to keep secure in my hand and putting it into somewhere else on the internet or some that that's going to be done away with. So like we're trying mm -hmm. to make it so that it's very it's, it's more difficult for people to fuck up or be compromised or like in, in situations like that um, the, the, the Ledger Live uh, software on the desktop the, the malware we just talked about when we opened up the show isn't possible. Hmm. Like if we make it a standard where like you no longer have to like put in your 12 word C to start an account, then that's like things like that malware where people try and fish your 12 word seed is no longer possible. So we've re removed all of those possibilities for someone to be compromised and for hackers to try and hack into things. So it's mm. like this cat and mouse game that people play. It's like, Oh, this is how people get uh, fished or hacked. Well, let's figure out a way to not make that even a possibility. Kind of wish Satoshi was a cybersecurity guy. I kind of wish Satoshi was still around. <laughs> he is. I don't. I think the smartest thing he ever did for everyone is to go away and stay pseudonymous. I always think we're going to be like two steps behind. The like it's security. The same with, it's the same with like cybersecurity. It's not just it's not just crypto. It's just crypto is more. I think it gets more attention because it's new and cool, and it's also money. And so there's a lot more reason for people to, to try and hack it because it's not like this implicit value associated with a bunch of people's passwords that I can sell on the black market. It's literally money. Yeah. And so it's like the steps to actually getting a profit are, is, is a lot less when you hack crypto people because the moment you get anything, you just take their money as opposed to like having to go do something with it or sell it somewhere. Hmm. It man, every time we get into these conversations, I just realize like how uh, naive we were maybe five years ago, and thinking that this stuff would take off like a wildfire in North California, North Northwest California. Too soon? Yeah. No. Oh shit! Was there a wildfire in California? I feel I like we. I don't. I don't past I fire. Watch. I don't want to make anyone feel bad. <laughs> shit! I feel like there's always fires in California. So sorry if I offended anyone. I didn't mean to make your very serious situation. It's all right. I mean, the beginning first, like what, 50 to 70 shows of this, of this, of this series of, of the Bitcoin yeah. podcast, you, you offended some group of people every single I was, episode. I was purposely trying to. I don't think you were. <laughs> I have an offensive personality, so maybe I wasn't. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I wanted to talk about this tether bomb that everybody keeps talking about. Tether bomb. It sounds like a fighting move from a 90s 2D fighting game. Like, anyways. Um, you guys hear about this? 
You guys no, care about I've it? I've heard that Tether is coming up in the news a lot, but I yeah. don't know anything about it. I think actually cool. Alan from the Slack sent me a message this morning, or like late last night, because he's in somewhere other part of the country, other part of the world, uh, asking if I had heard about it. And I just, I haven't, I woke up and I haven't had time to read it yet. Rival schools. It could have been like the gym teachers. Special oh, movie. I love that game. Rival schools was so good. That game was fucking good. Um, what any any or or power or Power Stone? Remember Power, Power Stone? Stone? I don't know what y'all are talking about. These are good games, Corey. <laughs> you missed on some good stuff. Um, you're in the Dota bubble. Yeah, yeah. Dota's been a. I don't know if Dota was around when we were in high school. No. Anyways, um, so Tether uh, regularly trades larger than the market cap that it has. Which is a huge liquidity risk, right? Because where's the leverage? Where, sorry, not where's the leverage, but where's the uh, where's the mar- where's the margin trading? What's the, oh, it's too damn early for this shit. Where's the money? <laughs> right, the market cap is higher than the amount that's being traded, so um, it's basically um, gonna explode and bring the entire crypto prices down. Because of there's so much trading being done on it, it's the most liquid asset in the entire crypto community. Everyone trades with Tether on Bitfinex, so everyone thinks that if they don't have the Tether that they say they do, and people stop all of a sudden, if people start trying to cash out Tether, it's going to bring down all of crypto because there's going to be no more liquidity. So. Tether is a is a stable coin that's supposed to be attached to the dollar and backed mm-hmm. by actual dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm reading this article that Alan sent me. Basically, it's on Bloomberg, which uh, says uh, the allegations against Tether and the operator of cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex, announced by the New York Attorney General on Thursday, have revived doubts that Tether's claims that each of its so-called stable coins is backed by one dollar of assets. Mm-hmm. So, like. So people that are allegating against the Tether do that everybody hates. It's margin, margin. Um, where? You, why is my brain not working this morning? But basically, they're using money they don't have. Everyone's trading on money that doesn't exist. It's basically one giant credit bubble waiting to pop. I mean, it's it feels like traditional banking to me. It's like yeah. people are just making up money. And then, that's what it is, and, and then and people building on top of it and pretending like it's there until it all falls down. I mean, this is not tether is not the, in my opinion, gold standard of what a stable coin yeah. is. It's 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 the worst case scenario, but it was one of the first ones, which means early exchanges adopted it and used it. And then I think because the foundations of its of the stable coin are so terrible. The ones that did adopt it and like and then and then adopted it hard are now is, facing the facing the consequences of it. This is what happens when you let the finance googly gooks get into crypto. I think is that they have de- de- made derivative value to the point where like, oh wait a second, we can't do any more derivatives. This is the formula we're stuck with, and it's broken. Shit. Like <laughs> that's what's happening with with Tether. The thing, the thing that okay. So I have two things that I've observed about this that are kind of interesting. Is that one, 
the subject of a market cap for crypto tokens now comes into question. Why did we measure it that's what, that way and why do we continue to do so? Because it obviously means nothing. And then the second is we've, even though the impetus was very powerful from the beginning, we still haven't redefined money or redefined value because we're falling into the same traps that we've previously fallen into. We're falling into an exact same trap as to why Bitcoin was created in the first place. Well, I think we saw this coming, right? Like before, I think before we were looking for adoption, right? When, it was, when, when, when banks were just laughing at this stuff a couple of years ago, um, the narrative was much more aligned with the original ideology of like of Bitcoin, which was like bank the unbanked, like, but not the same way that banks do it. It was this like open, free, permissionless money or value transfer that 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 mitigated across like how things currently did did it. And and then we then we hailed the acceptance of banks starting to look into and use this technology for their own infrastructure. And we're like, oh shit, JP Morgan's on 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 the roll, and like all oh, these things are using it and they're and they're adapting it. Well, it's like, well, guess what they're going to do? They're not going to try and use it in some new way. They're going to rebuild the things they already have to make them more powerful and more efficient. And there's, and there's two things you can do with a new technology that's similar to an old one. One is rebuild the stuff you know. The other one is to uh, build something new that hadn't that was never able to be built before. Mm-hmm. And the banks who adopt this technology will always build the stuff they already know because that's what's making them money. And like we can't be surprised by it. It's going to keep happening. And that's they have the massive massive marketing budgets to let us know that it's happening, as opposed mm-hmm. to like. It's, it's harder to understand or hear or know about the things that are happening around the world that are new and novel um, because they're covered up by massive marketing budgets. And like, if you're only reading headlines, that's what you're going to know about. Yeah. So like, how do, yeah. You, how, do, how do we learn about the stuff that is cool and new? <laughs> Where do we go for that? Because most of the crypto media outlets suck. I think you can attest to that based on uh, just the headers. Yeah. They're, they're pretty awful. I don't know, Cello, what do you think? Where do you go to learn the new cool stuff about crypto? Uh, learn a Bitcoin? Is that still a thing? Learn me a Bitcoin? Well, <laughs> no, that's still a thing. It's still a thing, and it's still amazing. And it's girl, he just, one, he's an amazing human. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. He doesn't sponsor the show. He's an amazing human. <laughs> I'll give him all the free publicity he deserves, man. That's that website is fucking phenomenal. It's still it's there. Like, LearnMeABitcoin.com. LearnMeABitcoin.com. Um, if you ever want to get into the weeds very easily, like literally uses stick figures that are interactive to help you understand all of this hollabaloo, hollabaloo crazy shit that crypto Twitter might be spouting out, and you can understand how the technology works and know what's bullshit and what's not. Trying to see when the last time it's been updated. Because like it might be difficult to just keep up with keep this it stuff. Up it's been recent. I went on there recently and he added a whole new tab about like SegWit and about I think he's going into the Lightning Network now. Yeah, he's Trying writing stuff. It. Like his Twitter's his Twitter's active. Yeah, he's he's an awesome guy. I wanted to have him on, but he said he's he's teaching a long course about cryptocurrency now in the UK and 
he he was like, "Can you hit me up in three months?" And I was like, "God, Lee, what the fuck, man? Give me some." Three months is way too long. Just one an hour. We don't want like forty forty thousand thousand. <laughs> yeah, you know. I always feel like that's years. like the brush off. Like, yeah, we should totally hang out, and then they like walk away because we're not going to keep tabs on you for three months. <laughs> you reach back yeah. out to us. You know what I'm saying? But I haven't heard the word segue in a while. It's almost like an old relic word. Oh, it's 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 slowly getting saturation in there. It's one of those. It's slow. Everything's slow in crypto. It feels fast in your stomach. It feels like everything is going so fast and so futuristic, but then you look and you're like, oh, okay, this is really... It feels like diarrhea. Really you know, when you're slow. on a pot, nothing comes out. Oh, that's a terrible feeling. That's such a terrible <laughs> feeling. Reading, reading website, it. and I came back to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was looking at his GitHub repositories, the guy that makes Learn Me a Bitcoin. He's got some really great stuff that I might I might try and fork and use for various purposes. He's got, like, it's good stuff, man. And his, yeah, he's, telling you, he's on the ball with, like, he's a diamond his in GitHub the rough, commits man, are really recent, so he's doing stuff. He's a very, he's a diamond in the rough, like, a he, if it weren't for him, like I read Mastering Bitcoin. Uh, I read Andreas's, but I'm kind of one of those people. I, I'm what you call an aesthetic learner, where I have to like do something to learn it. You can hand me a book and I'll read and I'll be like, cool, I read it. You could show me a, something on a board and I'll be like, cool, I saw it. But it's not until I actually do it. And Learn Me Bitcoin is like an interactive website. So he like dissects a transaction and you can point and click on a header and all these things and it's, it's, it's a very good website. You think Andreas will ever be back on the show? Say what? You think Andreas will ever come back? Oh yeah. Andreas loves this loves us. You could literally for, you just ask him to and he'll do it. Yeah. You don't go on a show for four times if, if you don't love it. So we should get Andreas on Crypto Bully and blow his mind. Crypto, Crypto Bully, Bully loves yeah. Andreas. Yeah. Um Well I wanted to talk about something else. Ledger. Samsung. So Samsung. This is, I thought this was so funny. Samsung, Samsung. released. Yeah. Samsung. Samsung phones. Let's get your Samsung, get Samsung phone. phone and get Coinbase on there, and I'm <laughs> ready for all the crypto. Um, sorry for appropriating Jamaican culture. I'm not. Sorry, I'm not fucking sorry. No I'm kidding. Um. Anyways, uh, what was I gonna say? Samsung releases a phone, and they're like. This phone has a cryptocurrency wallet inside of it. We are the future. We are Samsung. Don't buy our shitty TVs. And then <laughs> the crypto wallet's shitty. From all the reviews that I read online, it was a piece of shit. Um, and it was clunky. And it's Samsung, so they just try to do a little bit of everything kind of good. Um, that's their MO for me anyways. Um, it was the first one the first one from a company that doesn't understand crypto so like i give them credit for trying yeah. and, and actually putting it into like the the final release like yeah. by default of a phone but i like i had no no pipe dreams of it being a good wallet samsung's a korean company or japanese i believe it's korean i don't know who cares it's like the first question on Google is Samsung Korean or Japanese. Pull that up, Jamie. Pull it up. <laughs> we need a young Jamie. Yeah. yeah. Hold up. The reason it's important is because, one, I know a little bit about the history of Samsung. I do know that that's kind of their ethos. You know a real little bit about them based on the, they don't even know where they're from. They're from South Korea. Punk. 
Anyways, that's their ethos, okay? Is they, they build things, they don't know what the fuck that they're doing, and they try to figure it out and just make it go minimally viable and shiny. And so Samsung started as a company that made children's toys. A lot of people don't know that. And they've grown quite a bit, as you can tell. They make cell phones, they make TVs, they make anything electronic. They do all of the things. So that's kind of their ethos is to get into places like where really they have no business and, and become monumentally successful. But I think the, the story is funny because my pops, when he started his career, he worked in South Korea. And now he sees Samsung shit and he gets so he's like that old man that gets upset for no reason. And he was like, when I did the Korea, Samsung was that play toy shit. I don't want to get no Samsung radio. Should be broken in a week. What the fuck? And now I get Sam. Now I got a Samsung refrigerator. I just don't understand the world. And I'm like, I can't wait till I'm old and black and can sound like that about regular shit. Like, ain't no big league chew in these stores anymore. What the fuck is going on? It's crazy shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Samsung invested in Ledger because their wallet sucks so bad they needed somebody that knew what they were doing 2.9 million yeah 2.9 amelies i think it looks like it's a a, so according to capital the investment put ledger at a 2.260 million euro a 290 million dollar valuation so they basically uh they bought one percent of the company yeah yes yes you got that right those numbers are weird yeah why is so little skin in the game well, of a company? it's crypto. If you're no no major company is putting skin in any crypto game, they're like, ooh. Mm. But if they're gonna implement it into their, I mean, that was a that's a, like a prominent feature in their new wallets. So. I'd say two point nine nine million dollars into into like a, a crypto company is 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 a nice influx to them. But two point nine million dollars to Samsung is not a lot. So like, no, hey, let's throw some money at like one of the leading hardware hardware wallet, and so that they help us make our wallet better. And so then a, when they when they introduce the next version, it's like you know powered by powered by Ledger, which then gives it a tremendous amount of branding. Yeah, I just don't think Ledger is a three hundred million dollar company either. Well, so I don't know. I I would I would argue yeah. that they probably are. Ledger? Oh, they sell a ton of ledgers, Jello. But the price of Ledger has gone down from five hundred dollars to now you can pick one up for thirty nine dollars. Yeah, well, that it's, not, that, it's like their reach yeah. is is basically the standard of most hardware wallets like it's like oh you have a hardware wallet get a ledger they don't hear the other ones very much but they're there there are other implementations of hardware wallets we have one but ledger is 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 the is the is the band-aid of hardware wallets it's what you like it's the brand name you say when you think about hardware wallets and so by attaching that to samsung phones when they release it it's basically giving them a tremendous boost in legitimacy and security, uh, like well, assumed security of their wallet implementation. Yeah, and there's a lot of factors that kind of go into pricing too. Um, they could have gotten so good at making ledgers that their costs have gone down significantly, so they can afford to drop the price and still keep their profit the same. Which, which makes it awesome for you as a company. Like, yeah, you're always supposed to be getting more profit, more profit. However, at this budding stage in crypto, it'd be better to have the the best competitive prices of all time. So you take that little profit hit to get a better brand out there. So yeah. pricing pricing's got a lot of factors in it. So. I bet Renova wishes she didn't jump ship to Casa Node. But she wishes she would have stayed. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He yeah. wasn't with Ledger. She was with uh, Treasure. She was with Treasure. Oh, that's right, Treasure. Yeah, Treasure. what happened to them? 
they're still, they're still, they're still going. She still owns a large part of that. So yeah, I think like, she's very happy as an absentee. Also, they there. have a tremendous amount of market share too. <laughs> I think most people would say it's the argument is typically between Trezor or Ledger. Yeah. Especially because Trezor finally opened up instead of doing other coins. Because for the longest time they were sticking to only Bitcoin. And they realized that they were they were missing a tremendous amount of the market share. And so they opened that up. And now it's it's back and forth between Treasure and Ledger. I only have Ledger's um Blue. I have a Ledger Blue for my hardware wallet. And I don't think I think that's like a they even sell those anymore. I don't think that they do. I don't think that they do. The thing that's supposed um, to have Bluetooth, it has all the hardware, but actually none of the functionality. It's good stuff. I, I hooked it up <laughs> after 14 months and it still works. So well, it should. Cool. Like it's, if it doesn't, I'd be fucking pissed. If it yeah. didn't work, I would fucking, I'd be really mad. So I was worried for a minute. Um, but, but the reason that I even bring up the, that is that I think it's, um, what have I, what have we said a few times throughout the years doing the show is that like, uh, people pay a premium on their ignorance. And now the people that aren't ignorant are standing to gain tremendously. And one of those recently now is Ledger is that Samsung was like, shit, we got to get in this crypto shit. We're an Asian company. Asian people love crypto. In fact, according to recent statistics, people in Korea are averaging a $6,000 worth of crypto in their portfolio, which is not small. Where'd you get it's- that from? That's a, that's a pretty cool stat. Uh, that, was a, that was an article in Just the Headers. Uh, I don't know. I got it for okay. CoinDesk. I think it was just a random article. But six thousand dollars per person, and that's on average. Um, and that's in their older age group. They're forty-five to sixty-five year olds. So Samsung's like, hey, we got to get on this crypto shit. We need crypto wallets. We got to put crypto on the walls out here so people start buying our phones again. Because remember, two years ago they were exploding and possibly bringing down planes. So we really got to bounce back. <laughs> and then they tried to make a crypto wallet and it sucked. But now they're paying a premium on that ignorance and they're going to a company like Ledger that's like, hey, we make wallets for a living. So, anyways. Paul, that's your boy. The thing, and why aren't hardware wallets going into phones? Why isn't that the super end game? It is. I don't, I don't trust, I wouldn't trust my phone. <laughs> well, you've got a bad history recently. I just I don't like mobile banking. Period. I just, the end game. I, the end game is to have is to have. We've like, got to unpack one. Your phone should not be like where you keep all of your crypto. Even if it has a hardware wallet, it should not be all of your crypto. Why? Because you bring it everywhere. It should yeah, be like your. Like it that. should be like your hot wallet, just with better security guarantees than a hot wallet, right? The uh, the uh, Finny phone, which we all got, was an attempt to do this, but they 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 shut down shops, so they're not going to be a, a big thing. Also, their price point was way too high, and and phones. Well, I guess people don't necessarily know this. Already come equipped with a separated secure hardware element on them. Right. Yeah. The that does in transaction environment, trusted execution that. environment, or there's there a go. couple different ones, but depending on the phone, but um, just utilizing that appropriately to do all of the cryptography and storage of the keys is, is just is, is, is probably the next step. And then phones will start implementing on this better because it's not just crypto one. If it was just crypto, it's enough, but it's not just crypto that needs pr- like good storage and, uh, and dedicated cryptography on a separate mm-hmm. piece of hardware and a phone. And so like phones will come equipped with this hardware because phones are actually like have a tremendous amount of different pieces of hardware in them that like, people don't know about. It's not, there's not just a brick inside. 
<laughs> it's a damn computer, but we call it a phone. It's more than a computer I, because some of your computers don't God. have this like the separated envir- uh, uh, hardware environments. But yeah. um, either way, like I, I think that's the that should be the step that all mobile phones should be going to is making sure that they have basically an implementation of secure hardware that handles this like the correct type of cryptography and storage of of cryptocurrency private keys so that way like phones just come standard with with this stuff because it's the easiest way to like actually use it from a day-to-day experience it has mm-hmm. it has the like uh, input output stuff like you have near field channel bluetooth um qr code readings because it has a camera on them all of these things that you can do securely to like co- like coordinate with like point of sales or other people to send and receive money mm-hmm. you can do that on your phone like so, when someone like say you're at a restaurant, and you want to pay for something, the the credit card readers all have near field channels, like NFC, where you tap to pay. That tap to pay uses uh, NFC. Your phone can just say, "All right, well, I'm going to choose this cryptocurrency and I'm going to tap it and pay." And supposedly getting out your credit card and stuff, which also has that stuff. And so, like the phone will be, in my opinion, the main source of how people interact with cryptocurrency and use it and store it. It should never be where you store all of it. Yeah. What I think is that um, I think you should have your own. Well, one, Cello, I would love to unpack. I don't do mobile banking. I would, oh, I could do I that in 10 that. seconds. I'm in front of a computer all day, so I don't need the convenience of mobile banking. I've been, I'm in front of my computer, and I trust the computer more because I could leave my phone in a taxi cab or something. So I just Oh, feel more that's what you mean. I thought you meant like I go to the bank. And I, I put on a suit <laughs> and grab my briefcase and I no. and I uh, mosey on down to the bank and talk to my favorite teller. Yeah, my name's no. Roseanne. No, I'm not one of those guys that like I take a picture of the check on my phone and deposit it through myself. Oh, I'm not one of those yeah, guys. I, I am that, that guy. That's, that's convenient. Yeah. Now the bank will give checks. you a little the bank yeah, will give you checks. a little scanner in-house. You know those scanners that used to be in the store that the check goes through three times and then you, the consumer. Why do you need like, that? You have your phone. Uh, well, if you're if you if you're a business and you do that with a lot of checks, it can get annoying with your phone. Okay, so you just slide okay. the machine. That's a reasonable thing. Uh, I like your your slogan though, cuz cuz checks. I like <laughs> you know, that. I wish a bank would use that. <laughs> Is that what I said? I said that. <laughs> oh. Um, like, but anyway, oh well, cuz checks. There's. The end game with wallet software definitely needs to be phone, but I also think that um, I think we're just a little bit ahead of the game because culturally, I understand calling a, sm- a, f- a smartphone a smartphone because the people that even have access to buy it and use it are of an age group where they're just coming out of the era of phones being the, like the best of the best. So you just have a smartphone. But now it's to a point where, like, I never make phone calls on this thing, ever. I should not be calling this a phone anymore. The only time I make a phone call on my phone is when I'm driving. Yeah. That's it. Is when I drive some drive or, you know, I got to call my parents or something. Like, that's <laughs> the only time I'm making phone calls. It's either text messages or DMs or uh, GIFs. That's pretty much how I communicate <laughs> these days. Slack uh, and GIFs. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know if I have anything else on the docket to discuss. Um, I think it's a good episode. 
sit for 40 minutes. I mean, we got you got an on ramping in the, in the chamber. We got some uh, yes, good content coming. There's an on ramping in the chamber. Um, and for those of you listening to this now, you are our Patreon members and you get early access. Um, Why would so, you say that? Because other people are going to hear that when they listen to it. Well, they're not gonna... Why don't you just thank the Patreon members for for subscribing and let others know that if they want early access to the show, they could become a Patreon member and get it two That'd days earlier. Better, yeah. That would have been a better way to do that. You're absolutely right. So do what Corey just... Listen to what Corey said and don't listen to what I said. <laughs> um, that'd be much better. Um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap. Um, hope you guys had a good week. It's been an interesting week in crypto. The price has jumped around. Um, <coughs> sorry, Cello's kids are on berserker mode, so he's got to leave. you on us. <laughs> berserker mode. <laughs> Hashtag you're welcome, audience, for not hearing it. Sounds like. Sounds like some Wolverine shit. <laughs> My kids are on berserker mode. I got it right. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, guys. Um, please join the Slack. Go to the BitcoinPodcast.com. Join the Slack. You can talk to everyone that makes a show on our network. You can talk to us. You can talk to everyone in our Slack. Uh, we got some price talk channels. We have some channels where we talk about there was a dev talk channel, but devs don't like to talk. Apparently, well, we keep making these side channels, and then no one uses them because they just keep using general and random for price talk. Yeah. The, the three main channels we have are general, random, and price talk, and those are pretty appropriate names for the conversations that happen in those channels. And not a lot else. We have you can talk with anybody. You can create your own channel. It's just good luck getting somebody to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess a, I guess a little tidying. Uh, Law and Blockchain Podcast is no longer part of the, po- the podcast network, uh, so we are actively looking for um, a new law-based uh, podcast to start up on the show. So, if you know of someone, or you are someone who would be interested in starting something like that, join yeah. Slack and contact us, and then uh, we'll start talking about it. We'd love to. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, and I you guess don't we could have to be a lawyer, right? I mean, you I would know a lot a about law. Like, I don't think I would def- that helps quite yeah. a bit. But like, Definitely. at least make the people you interview be lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're a law student, yeah. we'll allow that. I want to. Oh, there's wanna no make credentials that are required. Yeah. We just would like you to be knowledgeable. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see how long I could make a show. This would be a funny experiment. See how long you could make a show talking very uh, directly and assertively about legal things that were false. Like, yeah. Ooh. That, New law that just sets out like, uh, alarms all over my. Head. Well, then you just say you're a character like Alex Jones does, and then you're free. You could do whatever you want. I'm just playing or a like, character. Yeah, like Hulk Hogan. I'm playing oh, a yeah, character yeah, yeah, yeah. that is a legal lawyer. Yeah, I'm just playing a. I'm just playing a character that's a legal lawyer that says stuff wrong. Okay? Do you remember? Do you remember those billboards <laughs> about that uh, that lawyer with dreads? And he would be like, "Well, I don't look like a lawyer," and it allows me to sneak up on people. Is that the dude with like the long fingernails too? Yeah, he was, <laughs> that was a weird. Like, I don't look like a lawyer. <laughs> Sneak up on you, <laughs> just because I'm dressed this way. Maybe that's, that's kind of a similar approach I take with with being a doctor. <laughs> People are like you're. A I doctor? would never guess you had a PhD, Corey. You dress very. Uh, what's the word? Uh, unassuming. Bohemian. Relaxed. Yeah, unassuming. Yeah. yeah. And then. Um, 
So I can sneak terrible, up on you. Terrible legal advice. <laughs> if you're in the grocery store and someone grabs your grocery cart, you can claim self-defense. Punch them in the throat. <laughs> no, Sorry, no yeah. we had there was a there was an idea rumbling around the slack a while ago that I I just hope to God someone would actually take initiative and do. And that was the uh fake trading show. Oh my god, I wanted that basically so bad. is like a show that like you have to have some video with this so that you can yeah. you can make ridiculous chart uh charts and trading view things and, and, and like TA uh pictures that just just goes to town yeah. on the stupid shit people say uh, associated with technical analysis yep. and just make things up. If you could, like, that would be such a fun show. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why someone doesn't make it because yeah. they would have a tremendous following. Even everyone in TA would love it because yeah. like, at the end of the day, like no one knows what the fuck's going on and like making fun of that. It's funny. We have a semi inverted lichen pattern here on the two hour um, which is going down into a trapezoidal momentous <laughs> like just make up all kinds of shit. <laughs> Anyways, please do that, community. Please. In fact, can we officially say like maybe we have room to add three more shows? I feel like we've leveled to a point where we can we can add more shows and it won't throw throw the mix. Can we open some auditions like American Idol style? Yeah, people can be consistent. I'm, I'm willing How to you guys feel about that? We shut out. it down right now, or we could say, yeah, let's add three more shows. I'm not I'm not putting a limit or list of number of shows we need. If people come to us with a good quality show that can then that can that can show that they will be consistent for a long period of time, then we'll probably bring them on. It's that simple. I mean, it's I like you, you just need to be consistent because the majority of people we talk to like have an idea. But then they just get rid of it after a month, and it, they're not consistent with it, right? And so, like, it we're not we're not in the business of giving people two episodes of a series. That's stupid. Yeah. We, we want someone that's going to bring though. bring quality content to the network, and and something that's different than what we already bring. So, like, yep. if you think you have an idea and you can execute on it for a long period of time, then come talk to us. Don't half ass something that you could full ass. Yep. Speaking of which, That's just, just the Hedges is going show. on one year old, <laughs> officially. So, congrats! Um, wow, that's fucking insane. Yeah, just the Hedges is going to be a year old in two weeks. I know, dude. I think I just released episode forty-five or forty-three of hashing it out. I don't feel like it's been that long, but apparently it has. We are some podcasting motherfuckers. That is for sure. All right, guys. Thank you for another week. We're shutting it down. If you say anything in the Slack about Avengers, we will kick you out of the Slack forever. So just know that. Um, shout out to Zoe Saldana, Zatsi Beats, uh, Taylor Brooks, Carla Lewis. Play the outro.